Hi, friends. Welcome to Encouraged and Equipped. On this podcast, we introduce you to the women of Christ Chapel Bible Church. We share our stories to encourage and equip each other to live out our faith in Jesus. We are so glad you're here. There are not many things more important, daunting, or wonderful than holiness, being set apart. Our holy God is, of course, set apart from the world, and we are called to be as well. On this episode, Wendy Lyon, Alexi Arstein, and Camille Adams share about obstacles they've encountered, what's surprised them about holiness, and why their life is so much better because of it. Enjoy their conversation. Hi, and welcome to Encourage and Equipped. I am Camille Adams, and today I've got two good friends with me. I've got Alexi and Wendy, and we are going to be talking about holiness. Holiness is, as we've been discussing, something that's kind of difficult to understand. And no matter how long you've been walking with Christ, whether you are a new believer or somebody who has questions about who Jesus is, or you've been walking faithfully with Him for 20 years, I think we're still going to be at this point where we're wondering— what exactly is holiness? And so today you're going to join us as we very humbly but joyfully explore the topic of holiness. I would love to know, first off, are there any ways that holiness has impacted your life? Was there a time when you saw God's holiness clearer or in the life of someone close to you? What has holiness done in your life? Oh, I could I can share that. Um, This is a really simple illustration um, that had a big impact on my life, and I'd love to talk about camping because I was a camper and a camp counselor. But uh, probably one of my best experiences of camp is um, when I was 12, and I went to a middle school camp with friends, and I had a counselor who was joyful and perky and kind of that perfect counselor. I couldn't wait to be um, get to know her. And she said to all of us on the first day, okay, it's going to be very, very hot. <laughs> and we will be tempted to complain, but I want you all to remember this verse when tempted. Philippians 2, 14, do all things without grumbling or disputing. And I want you to remind each other of that. Now, I didn't really think much about it until I grumbled and two campers turned around with a smile and quoted that verse to me. It was just such oh, a, yeah, such they a great, really got you. Yeah, such a great reminder to me. So uh, fast forward to now, which it's super hot in Texas right now. I don't know why um, yeah. God allows us to have so much heat here, but um, <laughs> He provides it, so I'm going to be thankful for it. Yes. But fast forward to um, just a few weeks ago, my Um, son got married. And it was just a super exciting occasion. And we were responsible for the rehearsal dinner. And it was very hot. In fact, I asked the restaurant, I said, in the 30 years that you've been in business, has it ever been this hot? He goes, no. This is the hottest night. We had to bring in fans. We had planned so much um, to so many decorative items and made it special and signs and flowers, which had basically wilted in the oh, first yeah. hour. It was that hot. It was one of the hottest record days of the summer. And um, I was just so discouraged because I thought we put so much time into this. And you could read it on my face. You could see the disappointment. And I wanted the guests to enjoy their food, which was hot 
as well. <laughs> and um, so my, I, the words of my counselor came back in my head. It's come up through my whole life, and she has passed on this truth. Wendy, do all things without grumbling or disputing. Mm-hmm. And she just taught me to live by God's word and passed it on to me. And that verse pops in my head, teaching me about the importance of contentment, even in heat. Yeah. And I love the the end of that verse after it says, do all things without grumbling or disputing in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation. I'm paraphrasing here. Among whom, whom you shine as lights of the world, holding fast to the word of life, just holding fast to it, holding fast. Mm-hmm. They keep me going. Um, I think complaining distracts me from the holiness of God and His word, mm-hmm. which gives me life. And um, of course, Satan loves that. And because my sin- sinful nature wants to dwell on the negative rather than the positive sometimes, God knows that. So He gives us His word to hold fast to. So um, here I was, that entire rehearsal dinner, celebrating marriage, which was created by God and supposed to be a celebration. Mm-hmm. And I had this look of worry and sheer discomfort for this event. And other people kept saying, Wendy, it's going to be fine. We're going to be fine. You just need to focus on your on your son. And so that really, that really helped me. And mm-hmm. it was hard to understand why this happened, but God is holy. And the way I react to these situations and holding on to his word affects those around me mm-hmm. because it does distract me from um, this covenant of marriage that is a holy yeah, holy act that God invented. And mm-hmm. I was there to celebrate it and I was pulling away from it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I love that. I mean, I don't love that it was so hot yeah. for you, but I love that how the Holy Spirit reminded you of that verse in those moments uh-huh. and used it totally not only to help bring about some good spiritual fruit in your life, mm-hmm. but also just to remind you that look what we're doing in the life of your son. Like, yeah. This is a beautiful picture of right. the holiness of God and right. how Christ washes his bride clean. Yeah. And, oh, that's incredible. That- yeah. It was convicting about um, someone else had to remind me of that um, later. And I thought, you're right. I need to remember that verse. Mm. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. God is good. Yeah. Alexi, what about you? What has holiness looked like in your life? I think holiness has been something that I've struggled with in all the years that I've walked as a believer, um, kind of studying it in different passages and different contexts, Mm -hmm. but really kind of understanding, um, especially the contrast between God's holiness and my unholiness, kind of like you were just talking about, Wendy, how it's in our moments that we realize how unholy we are, that we can also look to God and realize kind of where His holiness is. So I think I've struggled with that in different ways, especially just learning different patterns of life and seeing habits and things that I take into every single day with me that are then brought out upon me that I'm realized, wow, this is not of the Lord. This is not of holiness. And mm-hmm. so I think it's kind of been navigating what does it look like to put those things off as I walk with the Lord and to put on that which is holy like God is and to know that I have that capability in Him. But I think it's been something over all six years or so that has kind of always raised the question mark in me for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love, you said something that is going to sit with me for a long time, and you're talking about putting off the thing that's not holy mm-hmm. and putting on what is holy. And it mm-hmm. reminds me of, I'm never going to remember it because I'm on the spot, but the verse where it talks about um, like putting your mind on things that are good and profitable and true. And mm-hmm. it reminds me of that, like put off those things that are yeah. not holy and re- 
actively take the time intentionally to put on those things that you know are good, that mm-hmm. God has given us in Christ. Um, that's yeah, absolutely. great. Yeah, I think, too, just to add uh, add to that, I think um, it amazes me that when you become a believer and accept Christ as your Savior, your hol- His holiness lives inside of us. We have that. And like you said, Alexi, we can take that on. We can only take that on because of the holiness of God allows us and gives us the ability to do good things for Him. So to um, wipe away complaining or fear, Mm -hmm. we can only do it because apart from Him, we can do nothing. Right. So um, I love that. Mm -hmm. It it still amazes me to this day. We have God in us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was... Um, having breakfast with my family, and we were talking about this idea that when God looks at us, when we have put our trust in Christ, when He looks at us, He sees the holiness of His Son, Jesus. Mm-hmm. And what a gift that is, first of all, to even be able to to know that truth. Yeah. But to try and think about that, I, for, I mean, I forget it for years at oh, a time. Yeah. yeah. And then I think about it, and I'm like, why would you— why do I get to have Christ's righteousness? I didn't do anything to earn that. Right. And a holy God looks at me and sees the purity and holiness of mm-hmm. Christ. That's incredible. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. it, it, um, my, I've got goosebumps just thinking about it. Alexi, you had mentioned at one point that you um, were reading a book um, that was changing how you looked at holiness. What was the name of that book? Um, it's called The Holiness of God by R.C. Sproul. Okay. That's it. I remember it now. Tell me a little bit about it and what you've been learning from it. Yeah. Honestly, this uh, timing could not be per- more perfect because mm-hmm. this is something that I'm ironically reading at this exact moment. So I'm not actually finished with the book yet, so I can't okay. speak <laughs> all the way throughout it. But I've I want to hear what yes, I do too, yeah. I'm about halfway through. And it honestly, like you said, has changed everything that I've thought of as far as God's holiness. I think uh, some of the other books that I've read previously on holiness focus a lot on kind of, okay, as a person, what does it look like for you to attain holiness? How can you, mm-hmm. like we were talking about, put things off, put things on, pursue that. But um, the holiness of God really fixates on biblical passages that display God's holiness and therefore man's reaction to it. Mm. Um, So there's a lot of different examples. It uses Isaiah 6, um, where Isaiah is in the holy room um, and encounters God's presence and falls to his knees because he's not clean. Um, And it's when he encounters God that he truly sees himself for the first time too. He sees God's greatness, but he also sees his lack of greatness. And so there's kind of story after story that shows that when people get in the presence of God, their response is almost a discomfort because of how great God is. Mm -hmm. But that that also then when everything like we were talking about earlier is put in a perspective of, yet God still gives me righteousness. God still gives me goodness. It gives us this appreciation for God that doesn't, isn't comprehensible. So mm-hmm. I think that's been something, as I've been studying this book, not minimizing the greatness of God, because when we see God in all of its entirety and see ourselves for all of our lack, it shows this chasm, but then makes the gospel even greater yeah. when we can comprehend wow, that God is that great. Yeah. I am this not great. And yet also at the same time, God has given me the ability to put that aside and be great and walk as he does. So wow. that is incredible. Mm-hmm. 
So I'm going to have to get this book and it's going to blow my mind completely. Yeah, me too. Yes. And my favorite part of it is that it really is so biblically rooted. It's been story after story where he um, engages with even hard conversations, stories in the Bible that sometimes we can walk away from and say, why was God holy in that moment? Or where was the goodness Mm -hmm. of that? And he takes these and addresses it and compares it to who God is and his character and his nature and um, kind of what we should as believers do with that. So I think it's been really transformational for me as I've seen not shying away from the greatness of God, but also being biblically rooted throughout that of a continual reminder of the gospel and how that is entailed. Mm -hmm. That reminds me a lot of how I think a lot about how I comprehend this idea that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The fear of the Lord is such an important thing for, for us to understand. And it reminds me that I really shouldn't. You're, just like you said, I shouldn't shy away from the fact that God is a holy God. Mm-hmm. And the more that I comprehend that, the more my sin in comparison mm-hmm. becomes grotesque mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I'm in those moments when I'm going throughout my day and I'm mm-hmm. just stuck in the mire of... Why did I do that again? Mm-hmm. And oh goodness, God is so so holy and I get a glimpse of that and I really shouldn't just it shouldn't be a glimpse. It should be a full-on stare into the face of a holy God and I should run to scripture mm-hmm. and I should find those stories that remind me that it's it's good that God is holy and it's mm-hmm. good that I see the mm-hmm. the full weight of my sin so that I can mm-hmm. appreciate the sacrifice of Christ more and more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm, I love that. What um, I'm thinking about the idea that we talked about in the beginning, this idea of holiness is a little bit hard to understand. Um, So are there any obstacles that have come up for you, either as you've tried to understand holiness or as you try to live out a life that's marked by holiness? And by that, I mean holiness being this idea that we are set apart um, from the world, um, if you try to live that way, or if you've even tried to understand that when Christ was here, he obviously was set apart in his holiness. Um, what kind of obstacles have come up for you? I can go. Yeah, yeah. Go I think one of the first things that I see is honestly just the idea that I do have this flesh that from the get-go, my heart is iniquitous. And so I run not towards the Lord, I run away from it. And so my starting point is not one of holiness. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much every pattern habit that I established mm-hmm. in the basis of my life was not of the Lord. But then even when I start to learn that I'm supposed to be different, that I'm supposed to have different patterns, different things of the world, even my reasonings for fighting that can be not pure. And so Mm -hmm. something that I've seen a lot is even having to check my motives. Um, There's a book called The Pursuit of Holiness by Jerry Bridges. Mm -hmm. And one of the most convicting things in reading that book that it talks about is kind of the idea of why are you even desiring to pursue holiness? Mm -hmm. Um, Do you pursue holiness out of the fact that your sin grieves God and that you care enough about that? Or Mm -hmm. is it reputation-based? Or um, what exactly drives it? Is it just the pursuit of victory over sin, or is it actually because it grieves God's heart? And so that was something, especially when I kind of first started walking with the Lord, I loved the idea of being good and getting rid of everything that made me not good. And then there was a couple reality checks where I was like, okay, whoa, I don't know that this sin is really a problem to me because of the division that it creates between me and God and the division that it creates between people. Mm. But rather, I'm actually just trying to 
clean myself up and make myself look perfect so that I can feel good about myself or that I can look good to the world. And so that's something kind of that idea of why I'm even fighting for holiness in the first place Mm. um, has really been convicting for me over the years. It takes a lot of self-control to stop and think about that, I would imagine, just to I mean, I should imagine more. I should stop and do that more is what I'm trying to say. But yeah, it does take a lot of pause and reflection and self-inspection and asking the Holy Spirit to convict. And that's mm-hmm, that's important. Yeah. That's so our humanness. That's the line that stood out to me too in that book. I love yeah. that book, Pursuit of Holiness, where he says, are you going to, are you pursuing holiness to claim victory over it? That is about me. It's mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. about the Lord. It's um, And it's incomprehensible. I love the word you used, Alexi incomprehensible Mm -hmm. because um, holiness, I didn't like to think about it. It was an obstacle to me, what you said, uh, Camille, to answer your question. I did not understand it. It was incomprehensible to me growing up Um, because to me, God was holy and I could never be like God. Yeah. Um, So I thought of holiness as perfection. It took a long time for me to really grasp. I mean, I still don't. I never will till I'm in heaven. But Mm -hmm. um, perfection, rules, do's and don'ts. Um, And if I don't keep those rules, um, you know, there are consequences for that. If I and so I got to a point where um, there was a really hard time in my life when I was younger. And I I just thought, how do I how do I do this? And I can't attain holiness during this hard time and be perfect. Why pursue it? It was kind of a throw up my hands moment of Mm -hmm. why do this if I can't do this? If God is perfect, I'm not perfect. Why am I even here? Why am I doing this? Um, It seemed unattainable. I didn't understand how a perfect holy God would allow imperfect unholy actions in this world that caused me pain my and it and others great pain. And it was so difficult that I told God, and I I remember telling him this out loud, um, God, I'm not going to be all bad and I'm not going to be all good because it's just too hard, but I know you hate all bad, so I'm going to be lukewarm. I'm just going to be lukewarm. You said and that out loud. I did. Oh my and goodness. I remember um, that scripture, and I knew full well that scripture. Um, there's a, a, a verse in Revelation that says, because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I'll spit you out of my mouth. So I knew that God hated the lukewarm, but I, for some reason I rationalized that it was, at least I didn't wasn't rebelling against God, but I didn't understand his... Um, forgiveness. I didn't understand his sac. I just didn't understand holiness at all. Um, so um, later I came to a, a better understanding that it means to be callous to his word and his voice and choosing to resist his wor- word. So um, it's just holding his hand through those suffering times. It's hold- relying on his holiness to help me uh, through those hard times. Um, so that was the biggest obstacle. And as I've gotten to know the Lord through His Word, and I've gotten to know people who obey His Word and walk alongside uh, me and are obedient, I've learned that His character is holy and perfect. So even in my circumstances, He would deal with me perfectly. And because He's holy, I can trust that in those hard times, He'll be perfect. He will perfectly deal with me in the way that only He can. So um, those are that's been a huge uh, learning learning for me. I still struggle a little bit, but I wouldn't want somebody unholy in charge of my life because yeah. 
selfishness gets in the way, but God will always do its best for me, and that type of surrender is not hot and not lukewarm. It's not based on performance in the here and now. Um, I can behave from a deeper place, and my heart grounded in it is holiness. And I can look at my circumstances and make better choices to say this isn't too hard, and I have 100% security in knowing he's got me. Yeah. He's going to walk me through because he's holy and perfect. He knows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think one of the things that I really like that you said is that it kind of requires surrender and something mm-hmm. that I still feel like God is teaching me every day mm-hmm. is that it is that daily surrender. I think mm-hmm. I like to, in my pride and in my flesh, think, oh, God has helped me you know, this much and I got it from here and I can attain holiness now and I don't need to daily rely on Jesus in the way that I first did when I was a believer, stay as close to His Word or all of those things. And I neglect to remember that <laughs> it is closeness to His Spirit only that sanctifies us and yeah. it's like only only through his presence, but mm-hmm. it is that surrender and mm-hmm. ultimately that daily surrender for every step of the way. Yeah. Mm. We won't ever be in charge of that sanctification on our own, but I find that barrier very often yeah. Yeah. and still to this day. Yeah, mm-hmm. me too. Yeah. Something you said, I, I don't think I ever would have thought of this on my own. So thank you, Wendy and Holy Spirit. Um, <laughs> you were talking about the fact that I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to trust a God who wasn't holy for mm-hmm. my life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking back to time back I'm thinking back like two weeks to times in my life two weeks ago where I really like I'm struggling with God's timing on things. Yeah. And I'm like, I I really want an answer. I want it to be so clear. I want it and I really want probably self-righteously, but also for the glory of God. I want it to be God's will. Yeah. And I want it to be something that brings him glory. But as I'm waiting, I'm finding it hard to remind myself that God's timing is perfect because He's holy. Mm-hmm. And His holiness in that should be a comfort to me. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. I don't ever think about God's holiness that way. I think about, okay, well, He's going to give me patience. Mm-hmm. I think about all the ways that His holiness mm-hmm. benefits me, mm-hmm. but I fail to remember that in those moments, it's His holiness that is the benefit. Yeah. He is good, and yeah. He is perfect and holy, yeah. and I get to trust Him for that timing. Yeah. And that in itself is, uh, it can be a worshipful thing. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you said that. It really convicted me, and I'm grateful for it. It's convicting <laughs> me, too. Great. Excellent. We're all in a really great <laughs> conviction boat together. Perfect. <laughs> I thought that might be the case when we decided we were going to talk about holiness, so there it is. It does do that to us, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. So along that line, what are some joys that you've seen as a result of understanding holiness or walking in holiness, um, any type of spiritual fruit that you've seen the Holy Spirit develop in your life? What are some of those things that you can praise God for, not just for the victory over sin, but because God is good and holy? What are some good things that you've seen as a result? I think one of the most beautiful things that I've seen is really actually getting to encounter the fruits of God's Spirit. I think when I learn to lay things down, I begin to see why God asks me to do them and that it really is for my flourishing and not just Mm -hmm. because He's mean or because He doesn't want me to have things, but the world can really sell you this idea that whatever it is that you're chasing after will bring you life or set things up well, and then you learn as you fight the battle and fight that flesh and learn to walk in like-mindedness with Christ that it really does produce peace and it really does produce joy in ways that things can't. So I think there's even been times being a younger believer in my life when there are people around me who are not pursuing holiness 
having to make different choices that set me apart and maybe give up different behaviors or things that other people are walking in very normally. Yeah. Feeling the fear that could come with that of, oh no, being apart means loss. But I think yeah. actually finding that when I set the time aside to fight for what the Lord asks me to and to lean in and to trust Him, what I receive instead is peace and what I yeah. receive instead is joy and all the fruits mm-hmm. of the st- Spirit that we can encounter, mm-hmm. which whatever habit it was before, m- most likely, I mean, there's specific things that I can think of weren't producing peace. If anything, it was producing anxiety or right. distraction or like distancing me from where I actually wanted to be. So the ability to fight for holiness has mm-hmm. produced more of a presence in my life mm-hmm. and a peace. Um that at the end of the day actually is worth it. So yeah. mm. that's really that's a great way to mm-hmm. look at that battle because it it is that battle, mm-hmm. a constant laying down and sacrificing of those things. And even when you think about the idea in general of sacrifice, like sacrifice is meant to be something that bridges that gap mm-hmm. between a holy God and sinful people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And those things were never meant to satisfy. Mm-hmm. And now we get to be in the presence of the Lord and those sacrifices that mm-hmm. seem so heavy and difficult to make at the time, I think the further away we get from them, the paler they are in comparison mm-hmm. yeah, to absolutely. being in the presence mm-hmm. of the Lord. Mm-hmm. That's really, I'm, I'm really grateful you, you shared that. That's a great yeah. way of looking at that. Um, I, I would say the joys I've experienced and growing in the knowledge of God's holiness is the privilege of being able to talk to God and call out to Him and have Him answer and meet needs in a way that I can't and no no human can't. Only mm-hmm. God can intervene and inter- intercede and give us that peace and joy that you're talking about. Yeah. Um, just a simple illustration, I had a group of um, uh, moms who – who, one of their sons was in the hospital, and mm-hmm. she had a bunch of friends who would come to see her, and well-meaning and sweet and kind. Um, they didn't know the Lord. Um, mm-hmm. And so I came to the hospital, visit her with her baby, and two two moms plus me had gone up there and prayed for her and prayed for this baby and asked God, um, asked our holy God to comfort her and give her peace and give them healing and and strengthen their faith through it, and that they would come to know Him. And after that, those prayers, she said, "You know, I have peace after my friends have come prayed for me on my behalf and called out to God because my other friends who have come they're well meaning, but they'll say, I'm sending good thoughts. I'm." Um, thinking of you, and she goes, it just doesn't do anything for me. But when you call on a holy God, I've experienced a peace through the situation that I could have never experienced Mm. without the Lord. And so um, that brings me a lot of great joy. And I've seen people pray um, for me. And when when someone asks through a difficult situation, what can I do? My biggest answer is always pray for me because that's really mm-hmm. um, call on the holy God who can yeah. change me and change my perspective and give me what I need. Mm, absolutely. I know 
I don't know about you guys. I am guilty of doing that thing where I, I'll send a text and I'm like, I know you're going through a hard time. What can I be doing other than praying? Yeah. Which yeah. is great. <laughs> Those like, are great things. They're great things. Like I would love to bring you dinner. I would love to watch right. your kids if you need to go do something. Right. I would love to mow your lawn, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And I, I also would love to be praying for you. But I think a lot of times I w- will minimize that idea that mm-hmm. the highlight should be I, again, I'm calling out to a holy God on uh, your behalf yeah. who yeah. created you and loves you and yeah. wants good things for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can't be the only one that's guilty of forgetting that, but I hope that I am. No, I do it too. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Guilty as charged. <laughs> <laughs> again, great conviction all around. Here we go. <laughs> that's funny. Um, what has surprised you about holiness? I know I get surprised all the time. Like even in this room today, we're talking and I learned something new and I was really excited. Um, but has anything surprised you as you thought about holiness? I think one of the biggest things that I see is just, it's a very simple concept and yet it is so deep. Like mm-hmm. I feel like every time that I hear about it, I'm just continuously surprised how more and more and more aware I am of its depth. Mm. Um, And so even as I've pursued it over the years, it's constantly convicting and even more so as time goes on. So I think that's been something that as I've studied it, thought about it, encountered it with the Lord, always kind of surprises me, which is true of most things of God, but (laughs) (laughs) holiness is not exempt for sure. Right. Yeah. Um, I love a verse in Revelation where the angels sing. I know you're, a lot of people might might be familiar. I don't know because it's a verse in a song where the angels say, Day and night they never cease to say, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. And I think what surprised me is how I am not mindful of the awe I should have of God daily and but more importantly, how holy he is, and he doesn't need us. He doesn't need me, but he still desires to have a relationship with me. It right. just blows me away and chooses to have us live with him forever. So that, it surprises me when I grumble or complain to yeah. do all things without grumble yeah, because yeah. Yep. I think I have a holy God that I get to have a relationship with that lives inside me. Yeah. So um, how I am not as mindful of him mm. as I should be every day. And it's I'm just so grateful. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. We were sitting in church this last Sunday and um Cody was talking about um Matthew and he was referencing the fact that we're gonna talk about the transfiguration soon. Uh-huh. And I was thinking about the story of when Jesus takes that core group of disciples and they go up to the mountain and he re- like God reveals his glory. And the thing that surprised me is that he did it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. They're, they're, they were people just like me, way more faithful than me, but people nonetheless. And they got to like be there in the presence of that. And every time I think about it, it takes my breath away that God cares so deeply about us that mm-hmm. he chooses to reveal those those bits of himself to us. Uh-huh. Throughout our whole lives. Yeah. And the other side of that is that I will never on this earth get to a place where I understand it completely. Yeah. I'm always mm-hmm. going to be learning. And I think as a child, that was super frustrating. Like, yeah. I, I don't know a kid that doesn't want to know everything, everything right away. Yeah. And I'm still that kid. Yeah. So 
Um, but yeah, now it's, it's become more of a worshipful thing for me. And yeah. to my shame, I am always surprised when I learn something new. And, but it's great because then it's a reminder to check my pride and say, you don't understand it, Camille. You still got lots <laughs> yeah. to learn. Yeah. Yeah. So as we're wrapping up, I want to talk about um, if you are just learning about holiness, mm-hmm. um, if you're thinking about why would I want to know about a holy God? Why, like, what good is there in even knowing that? Or if you've thought about it and you think, I just don't know, I, I really want to know more about it. Um, what's a good starting point? How, how would you explain to somebody to begin to understand God's holiness? And I'm really asking for me because, <laughs> again, I don't know everything. Well, I, I think that's a loaded question, Camille, because um, it shows how little I, uh, I how I just made I, you guys the experts on it. So there we go. I know. I I think I would just start with the gospel. Basically, if I'm talking to someone and they ask, "What are you talking about? What is holiness?" Mm-hmm. Um. I we'd have to put it back on ourselves and understand sin and go back. I mean, I would. I don't know how Lexi would do it, but just the <laughs> the Romans three twenty three for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Yeah. What is good? Um, how do you measure your goodness? Well, let me tell you about someone who's completely good and perfect mm-hmm. because we are so imperfect. And um, talk to them about our perfect, holy God and our need for them. So I think I would just go back to the basics of the gospel and how you explain that, mm-hmm. um, explain the word holiness. Yeah, that's great. That's great. I'm going to wake up tomorrow and I'm going to do that to myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think the gospel is ever the wrong answer. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> Definitely good. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, I think the only thing that I would even add to that is just encouraging them to get close to God. I mean, I yeah. think that even in this book, The Holiness of God, that's one of the things that I've seen pretty much every example that they encounter of someone recognizing God's holiness starts with them recognizing God. They encounter yeah. Him. They have mm-hmm. an experience with Him. And that's one of the biggest blessings that we have as believers and as people, just humanity. We have the privilege of knowing God. And so mm-hmm. I think even just pushing people to prayer and encountering Him, but then also His Word, because that's where He reveals Himself to us mm-hmm. truly. So mm-hmm. just really pushing them towards passages that talk about God's holiness and His people. And I think we get to see that through the Israelites all throughout the Old Testament, mm-hmm. the ways that God does show Himself to people and what He cares about and what that means and even humanity is. So I would definitely push them towards different passages in Deuteronomy. I think that there's a lot that Moses summarizes there of God's intent and holiness that He sets people aside for His use, and mm-hmm. it really paints a beautiful picture of who He is. But you also can see that through Romans with Paul of kind of, like you were saying, Wendy, sin and who we are and how that kind of relates to God. And so I think the biggest thing is obviously just being in the presence of God, because mm-hmm. that is what will convict hearts. That is what will reveal. We can 
as we say on this podcast, try to talk about God's holiness as much as we want to, but ultimately we can never summarize it quite perfectly or Mm -hmm. get somebody to understand it in a way that really changes their life. But sitting in the presence of God and closing that door and going and finding it absolutely can. And then doing that through prayer and his word and the spiritual disciplines that he gives Mm us is where I would encourage somebody to start, but it's also not an all-encompassing answer either. Yeah, I don't know if we... I feel equipped to answer that as perfectly as we could, but yeah. yeah. There's got to be somewhere to start. There's got to be somewhere to start. And I think when we meet with God in prayer and His Word and in solitude and in worship, I think that He... He meets with us and reveals that because He desires it for us. Yeah. Yeah. He wants us to know Him. He wants us to continue to seek to understand His holiness because mm-hmm. ultimately that brings Him glory mm-hmm. and it makes us more like Christ. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's a lot of good work to be done in our hearts when we are willing to, like you said, close the door, be in His presence, and be willing to be changed Mm -hmm. in that humility to say, I want to know your holiness Mm -hmm. more. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That was great. Well, thank you guys so much for joining me today and talking about holiness. I know it was a a big topic to Uh bite off and chew on. (laughs) I really do appreciate it. I'm honored that y'all came on to talk with me about it. And I'm going to pray to close our time. God, you are holy. We are so grateful that we get to worship you because you are holy and because you are good, and because you desire to make yourself known to us. Lord, may we come to your presence expecting to be changed by your holiness and by your gospel. There is nothing in us that makes us holy when we understand that you sent your Son to die on a cross to take all of our unrighteousness and then rise from the dead and give us freely his righteousness We are then in your presence, seen as holy. We're so grateful for that, Lord. Um, We ask that holiness would be something that we try to understand because it brings you glory. Mm -hmm. And Lord, may our words just echo your glory and your holiness throughout all of our days. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.